Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about ways to build a healthy relationship with your teen. Let's listen in. Mark, could there be anything more fundamental than building a healthy relationship with our team? (laughs) I think it's a great thing to do. I think we spend so much time trying to correct our kids that we forget that we need to be focused on building a healthy relationship with them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I do. I think that there's a lot of sin management and we try to keep them out of bad things and we don't want them to do all the wrong things and we don't want them to hang out with the bad crowd and we don't want them to do this and do that. I mean, but there's got to be some point where we say, you know what, but what I want is a healthy healthy relationship with my child, a loving relationship, because the more healthy it is during the adolescent years, the better that your relationship will be with your child once they leave home. So this deserves our best effort. We really got to work at this, right? We do have to work at it. And we have to understand that it may not be a healthy relationship right now. You know, I know a lot of people my age that think they're pretty healthy. (laughs) And a lot of those people have dropped dead. I mean, because they're not healthy at all, but they think that they are. Mm -hmm. And they go, no, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know what? Yeah, you're not. I meet with kids all the time and parents will say, we're doing great. And I look at the kid and the kid's going, I hate my mom and dad. And so somewhere in between those two places is is an opportunity to say, how can we better what we have to engage in a different way, to prolong something that is good and to get rid of that which is bad and move into a healthy relationship? Listen to this parent's email sent to us. We are at the point where we can't continue with relationships the way they are in our home. We love our son but are not willing to allow him to continue the level of disrespect for authority, disobedience, verbal and physical outbursts, and just never knowing what will set him off. He's extremely angry much of the time, and hours spent with Christian counseling have not been productive. He says he will not tell them anything, and it's a waste of money. Bottom line? We want to help our child. You know what these people need to do, and this isn't a plug, but they need to come to our Family in Crisis Conference because what we do is spend time saying, okay, families, if you're not happy with what's going on, then let's focus on something different. Learn how to manage those things that are inappropriate, how to change those things that are inappropriate, get out of the chaos, and implement change into a family that says we need to do something different. And the good thing about this family is what they're saying is we're at the point where we can't can't continue. It's like Popeye that says, I've taken all I can stand. And I can takes no more. And I can takes no more. (laughs) And says, I want it to change. Well, let me tell you something. Your child may be fighting for that change, and that is why they're rebelling or responding or reacting the way that they are, because they want something different. And I look at it and I say, then let's give them something different. Now, when somebody says, what do we do? You, you make some changes. You start to develop some things within your home. And even having a child go to a counselor, if if he is spending hours and hours with a counselor and they're not getting anywhere, it's time for a new counselor. Find somebody that can connect with your child, get to the root issues, and and help them along because your child wants something. They're acting that way because they can act that way. And the second part of it is because they want something different. Now, it's time to find out what it is that they want different and move toward that to help them get there. 
Let me ask you this. What does a healthy relationship with a teen look like? You know, I, I, I think one of those relationships, the healthiness may not always mean that a child likes you all the time. It is saying that I want to have an appropriate level of parental authority, not parenting. And that's parenting, P-E-E-R, mm-hmm. instead of P-A-R. It is saying I don't have to be their friend. A healthy relationship can assume the role as a parent can be disliked at times. You can have confrontation. You can move to a point where you disagree. I mean, that's part of a healthy relationship. It's not the absence of conflict that that measures the healthiness of a relationship. It is the ability to work through difficulties Mm -hmm. and hardship and conflict that I would say marks that healthiness. Mutual respect. Mutual respect. There's got to be that. You know, and that's, that's the number one thing. I tell families all the time, Name 10 things that you want to change within your family. Moms come up with like 150 and dads come up with one, you know, (laughs) and they go, I mean, I go, so somewhere in between that, pick 10 things that you would like to see different within your family. I tell people all the time, look, is your child going to learn something when they get married? Yes. Are they going to learn something when they have kids? Yes. Are they going to learn something when they work for a job? Yes. Are they going to learn when they get fired? Are they going to learn things at college? Yes. Yes. And I go, then you don't need to teach them those things they're going to learn there. Focus on the things they need to learn now. And so it's just 10 things. And so it's bringing those things up. And in the in an opportunity where there is mutual respect, what happens is a child responds because they want change. Your child is fighting for change. They want things to be different. And in the process, you give them a sense of responsibility. So they engage with you at a higher level. Now, if you wait until your child is responsible and mature to give them responsibility and mature opportunities you to develop responsibility, waiting, huh? you will. <laughs> you know, because maturity is a result of the assumption of responsibility. And so you give it to them. And somebody goes, wait a minute, I don't trust them. Let me, let me share something with you. I've lived with kids for the last 35 years. Hundreds of them. I don't trust them. I just don't trust them. That's like trusting my dog in my home that he's going to be okay at night walking around the house. I don't trust my dog. I love my dog. I will do anything for my dog. He's one of my best friends. I don't trust him. It's the nature of it. I don't trust my wife that she's not going to burn our house down. That's why I carry insurance on the house. Because I know that it will happen one day. That's why we carry insurance when I drive the car. People, do they trust me? They trust that I will have an accident one day. You trust yourself, Mark. I don't, you know. And Scripture says, you know, cursed is the man who puts his trust in man, for he'll be like a bush in the desert. You know, and he will dwell in the places where nobody lives, and he will wither up when the heat comes. You don't wait until you trust them. You develop a plan that gives them something that allows them to develop responsibility so that you will trust them one day. If you wait, you're not going to get there. All right. There are some other issues here, and we've dealt with some of them in whole programs before. Over-controlling, for instance, that that yeah. d- does not lead to a healthy relationship. You know, it doesn't because, because I think out of the well-intentioned parent that says, I want to have a great relationship with my child, they do everything for them. And, and it's well-intended. 
I mean, but but what happens is all the responsibility that you take away from your child is that much more responsibility that they're not accepting. That's why kids today are so immature. I mean, the American Medical Association has increased the age of adolescence to age 23. And so, and the effects of, of adolescence has gone down and started to affect kids that are seven and eight years old. And so what used to be a seven-year period is now a 14-year period of adolescence, the effects of that, that I've got to be engaged in training a child through it. And so what I want to do is to help my child through it by giving them more responsibility so that they can grow up not over-controlling. And the fact that I don't do everything for them is not a sign of love. It's not a sign of the of a, of a healthy relationship to do everything for them. A healthy relationship is giving them opportunities to learn and to grow and to become independent. Real quickly, just talk about how to build a healthy relationship. You know, I, I would say create a belief system for your home where everybody understands what the rules are, what the consequences are, and how you're going to engage with your family with inappropriate behavior that also shares the longings you have for your family. And then be consistent about it. You have to be consistent. I mean, I think what happens between a mom and dad, you know, dads have that tendency because they're away from home a little bit more at times to to, to not be as engaging in holding to the rules. Uh, you need to hold to the rules so that your wife doesn't have to f- fulfill that role so that they can be who they need to be. Dads, you need to be dads. Moms, you need to be moms, and you don't need to mix those two up. And you've taught us to ask questions. Always ask questions. Do you think that's a good idea? Absolutely. You see, I mean, do you really think it? <laughs> you move towards somebody and ask them a question so that one day they'll start asking you questions. I teach my child how to ask questions by the example that I set so that one day when they get to the point they want something different, they come to me and ask. That's the day that I'm waiting for. You love your teen, but lately, you don't recognize them. Your daughter starts talking, acting, and dressing like a total stranger. Your son loses all interest in engaging. You tiptoe around them, trying to get through, but unable to overcome the sudden distance between you. What happened? You're not alone. Situations like this are normal, even in the most wonderful families. Mark Gregston has walked with thousands of families going through difficult times with their teens and even experienced it firsthand. He's helped them navigate their teens' most difficult years, and he can help you too. In his book, What's Happening to My Teen, Mark shares stories of change, hope, and compassion that will give you insight and wisdom into what's happening in your home and in the heart of your teen. It's not a magic spell to fix everything but it can give you encouragement and practical advice for the road ahead. You can order What's Happening to My Teen by visiting parentingteenresources.org. All those problems that that were so foreign and distant in years past are right at our doorstep, and especially us as Christian families that that desire good things for our kids. I mean, you hear me in my comments. I'm pretty passionate about engaging with kids and all that. Pretty passionate, yeah. But it's to get to the core of the issue and to take those things that we believe to be true, those biblical principles, those answers that we have sought, that, that sense of wisdom that we have gained from reading Scripture and what God has taught us that we want to part to our kids and and sometimes
sometimes we allow the behavior to get in the way. Now, I hope what we can do is is build a healthy relationship that can withstand conflict and difficulty so that we can continue to impart those things that are eternal, that are lasting, and will be with our child beyond their adolescent years. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.